0: Welcome to Nothing is O.B. South Texas Golf Podcast, episode number 50. Before we get into our special guest today, a word from my sponsor, Michael A. Aguirre, final financial advisor for Capital Strategies, a mass mutual firm. During this COVID time, it's super important that you have somebody that you trust, have something set in stone or set for if an accident or if something were to occur, Mike is your guide. You can hit him up on his cell phone at 210-413-2522, or you can hit him up on his website at www.michael-agita.com. All right, folks, now on to my special guest. I have Olivia Anderson. She spent all four years at Winston Churchill High School on the varsity golf team. The last two years, she has spent as captain. She was victorious in the high school tournament, Northside Steel Invitational. Now, she is currently working at Fort Sam Houston Golf Course, and she's been there the past two years. Uh, she's, a really good, uh, she's a really good student of one of our former guests, Robert Vasquez, and she's got a great story, and she is headed her way to Queen's University of Charlotte on a, a golf scholarship. I'm super excited to welcome Olivia Anderson to, to the show. Super thankful to have you on and I thought it was really important when Robert gave me a call because I do, I have all these pros numbers, right? I have all these pros numbers and normally it's me bugging them. It's me texting them, me messaging them. Well, Robert texted me one day and he's like, hey, can I give you a call? I'm like, uh, okay, right? So he gave me a call and he said, remember how you were speaking to me about one of my favorite or one of my best students? And I said, yes, why? And then he kind of started to explain to me a little bit about your story. And I said, dang, dude, I think she would be great for the show.
1: Oh, thanks. All
0: right. So let's go ahead and get into it. What got you into this game of golf and how early did you start?
1: Yeah. So um, golf is a family sport. My dad has his PGA card and everything. He's ran golf courses since before I was even born. Um, My siblings are 10 years older than me. So, you know, when I was in elementary, they were in high school, they were playing golf. And every day I was with them at the golf course while they practiced. I didn't necessarily play golf at that time because I was at the golf course every day and it was kind of annoying. (laughs) So, um, but I was definitely there. I was included and, you know, my parents gave me a golf club in my hand, had my own bag. Um and but I really didn't get serious till about um seventh or eighth grade. I uh played nine years of soccer originally. And you know that really uh nurtured my love for competitive uh being competitive and um just sports in general. And then uh I actually got injured and then um got back into golf, which you know was a second, second love for me. So yeah.
0: Well as as a coach, because being a teacher and a coach, like I explained to you the other day, I've been doing this for 15 years. You always want your athletes to be dual or multiple sport athletes. Because, Definitely. Because uh, I'm sure in soccer, uh, it's people <laughs> say or they, they say it's it's not a contact sport, but it really, it, it's really, that's all there is. That, that's, all, that's all there is. Oh, yeah. It's just nothing but contact. And so how does that really help you Uh, from being a soccer player for so many years how does that help you on the course um or has it
1: i mean it, it definitely has like i feel like physically it really helped you know having lower body strength and um it was weird because you know i'm going from a sport that you're not using your hands or your arms and it's like all right put a golf club in your hands and swing um but I mean, the golf swing is really all lower and core, um, when it comes to physically. So that was, um, I already had kind of an advantage in that, that sense. Um, and then, uh, I loved being competitive and I, I was, I played forward. And so I was kind of the brains and I, um, wanted to be the one scoring and making the goals and, you know, getting the credit. And, uh, so then going to, you know, kind of a solo sport, um, was, was kind of challenging in the mental sense. So, um, yeah, but I love both sports and, you know, uh, I've learned a lot from golf. So that's, that's obviously helped me in the long run. So, yeah.
0: Well, why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about, uh, has really golf done for you? Because I know, uh, in speaking with Robert and speaking with you, I know you come from a split home at the, you know, currently a split home. And I know from growing up in a single parent home, I think it's really kind of, I I feel like I look through certain things from a different lens and a different outlook than other people do. So what do you think this game has really uh, kind of done for you during that time?
1: Um, I definitely feel like the golf course has become kind of my safe place in the sense, you know, I can just, whatever I'm feeling, whatever I'm thinking, if I got stuff on my mind, go there, you, you know, you're basically hitting all your anger, getting all your emotions out. Um, and, you know, it's almost a stress relief in a, in a sense. And then uh, it's definitely, I've definitely learned the social aspect of the game within the past, you know, few years, especially working at the golf course. And uh, so it definitely gave me a new community to just, you know, play and have fun with. And, um, yeah, and it just, it makes your day really, because, you know, you're out there to laugh and joke and, um, be competitive and, uh, just take your mind off things. Um, yeah.
0: So, so you say, I I like that. It's, it's been your safe place. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say that it's been your safe place, uh, I know you've had some success. You've won, uh, four, uh, STP, uh, help me out, help me out STPJ. here. Me. There you go. All right, I'm like, I know there's so many, there's so many letters. I was like, there's so many letters, the
1: whole and, alphabet.
0: And um, that's helped you. That that's that's been kind of your staple uh, when speaking with Robert and speaking with other people in the game of golf that that are familiar with with junior golfers that uh, they really like that you have such a great fun loving attitude. At the same time, uh you know, you can, you can really grind things out and you can really kind of kick in that neck, that extra gear and need be. Now, what were some of the things that, because I know your dad being an instructor, what were some of the things that your dad kind of instilled with you instructing? Because I know we'll get to, <laughs> we'll get to some of the personal stuff that you spoke to me about in regards to your dad, but what were some of the things that your dad instilled to you on the golf side?
1: I mean, my dad, he was my coach, obviously for, um, quite a few years and, you know, all my life, basically he was my sibling's coach. And so not only did he introduce me to golf, um, and I, I definitely, I know I would not have gotten into golf if it wasn't for him. Um, and, uh, he just, he built up a basic, you know, good, solid golf swing, you know, a real foundation for it from, you know, the etiquette, the swing, um, and, it's really a good bonding experience, especially with him. Um, like, you know, we'll probably play golf forever together. And, uh, yeah. And so in terms of helping me, uh, yeah, I basically built it. I mean, he was, he helps me or with his job in golf, you know, I, I see, um, especially wanting to go into college, I see the business aspect of it, which, um, I find very fascinating and interesting. So, uh, he's definitely inspired. I see, you know, a career out of it. Now, how long has your
0: dad been involved, uh, in the business side for the game of golf?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what oh. does he do? Why don't you tell everybody, why don't you tell everybody his <laughs> yeah. role?
1: So, uh, originally we're from Warner Robins, Georgia. And so that's where he grew up, born and raised. And, uh, he, um, she played golf all through college and everything on scholarship and then started uh running golf courses in fact and then uh the air force actually um hired him to run uh the golf course there at one to robbins air force base and so you know he, he was basically the main man manager there and then uh he soon you know got uh promoted and went to different golf courses then he went to the headquarters and was over golf and aero clubs and and bowling, like all kind of recreational kind of things. Um, And so, you know, with that, I kind of moved around, um, not as much as my siblings, but uh, that took us to uh, um, Dayton, Ohio, where he was at wright Pat Air Force Base, and uh, was in the headquarters there. And then uh, we got moved here. And uh, now he's a branch chief that overlooks more than just golf, but uh, he specializes in it. So, and then he does uh, U.S. kids uh, like clinics at For Exam and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, he he still teaches, and yeah, he loves it. It's definitely a, more of a passion than a job.
0: Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. I like, that. I like mm-hmm. to think that. I think. I think mm-hmm. from for teaching and coaching for fifteen years. I enjoy going to work. I mean, I'm not going to lie; it's hard waking up in the morning. It, he doesn't like the
1: emails, but <laughs> <laughs> when they talk golf, he, he, he there needs you to go, say. right?
0: See, that, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. If I were able to roll out of bed and maybe get there at 10:30, 11, oh my gosh, you'd have a happy coach every day.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Now, in in your dad's role as in coaching junior golf. Did that kind of spark for you? That kind was that a, a bit of a spark for you that you saw that uh, you could have a career later on? Or because from from what I hear from Robert and what I hear from the people there at Fort Sam is that you're great with kids. You're great with the junior golfers, and I love to hear that from all of the studs that I've spoken to and I've spoke to their coaches or people that know them. That it seems like all of these great players and great golfers are truly paying it forward to to the younger generation that is like mm-hmm. next up
1: yeah so um <laughs> it's probably because they think I'm the same height as them um I'm probably hey, hey, very
0: approachable hey, hey, we looked right <laughs> high, okay don't, don't yeah. get me started on height
1: all right I'm very approachable apparently um no but in all honesty uh like I said I got injured in soccer and that's kind of when I made the switch to golf and um I'll be honest with you. It was a hard switch. I wasn't exactly in love with golf at that, at that moment. Um, I definitely have, uh, naturally grown, uh, my love for the game and, um, starting, you know, freshman year, I'm like, well, what am I going to do for college? You know, I'm not going to play soccer. What am I going to do? I know I want to play sports. Um, that's always been a dream of mine is to be on scholarship and let's be real. That's a good way to pay for college too. So, um, yeah. And, uh, Uh, I basically just worked really hard to kind of get to where I was in my swing because I was kind of late to the game than some of, you know, other people that are, you know, been playing since they were really little. Um, And so then now being able to work with juniors and stuff, it just, it makes it more enjoyable enjoyable and you just, you know, seeing their happiness is kind of like, man, I should be really happy with where I'm at and the growth I've been because I mean, you know, these kids have their whole, you know, years ahead of them, and it's it. One, it makes me feel old, and two, I'm like, oh, uh, it's just cute seeing you know all their happiness, and uh, it really uh, rubs off on you. I
0: I truly agree with that. I, I was talking, <laughs> I was talking with somebody today about how I was having a bad day, and as soon yeah. as my kids walking through the door, I'm just like, dang, they they turn it around, they turn it around for me so quick.
1: And, and they are so funny. I mean, I they're some of the cockiest people I've ever like, littlest kids ever. But they don't know it, and they're just like, "And eh, we'll we'll teach them later." <laughs> well, Enjoy so it funny. now.
0: It's so funny because uh, I, I like to keep it real with my kids. Like they walk in and they're like, "Coach," or it'll be like, it'll be like Vision Day or whatever. And as you can see right here, I got, or I don't know, my camera. There you go. I got Rowdy <laughs> right here behind me, and. Um, they'll come in wearing like an a shirt or like a UT shirt and I like, coach, do you like my shirt? And I'm just like, no, I don't. And then, and then I'll see somebody else, I'll see somebody else come in with a UTSA shirt and I'm like, Oh, I love your shirt. I love your shirt. And they're like, really coach, you like their shirt? And I said, yeah, because that's my college. And then like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Hey, coach, you am going to keep it real with you. Okay. I was like, your other teachers might lie to you. It was like, but I'm not. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> right, and that's why that's why my show is called Nothing Is Ob. It's just because I'm like, you know what? Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go out of bounds. So nothing is ob, nothing. Right? You're gonna play from anywhere. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, in meeting in meeting your instructor, Robert, uh, what really kind of led you to work with him? Because. He he's a great guy, and I've seen I've seen him all over the place. I've seen him. I, I couldn't remember before we actually spoke on the podcast. I couldn't remember where I saw him or what course. And I know he worked at Mac Wiley, or, or it was Alamo Golf Club, and that's really close to me under Mac Wiley, and that's really who what his mentor was. And that it made a lot of sense. And so, what really kind of drew y'all together, or what you know, how did that happen?
1: Um, I mean, so, uh, I know he's talked about, um, I had a teammate, Jordan, um, who had him for an instructor. And when, you know, I would go out to Fort Sam with my dad before I ever worked there, um, uh, I would see both of them, you know, sitting in the pro shop and, you know, that's how I, you know, knew of him. Right. And so then, uh, fast forward, I get hired for a summer job there and, uh, here I am two years later and, it's, it's so hard. Like I can never remember the conversation or what, how I was like, you know, Hey, can I have a lesson? But, um, working there, you know, I would practice on my downtime or when I had a break. And, uh, I think I I definitely know he was watching and, um, (laughs) then, you know, I would go into the pro shop and I would sit down and, you know, be in the AC it's Texas heat. Right. And so then I, you know, I just kept talking to him about golf swing um he just conversation and then I was like you know lessons with my dad aren't really working out so (laughs) um
0: now why um, why why were they not working out I mean I I, my daughter has trouble (laughs) taking instruction for me but why tell me why what was the big
1: I love my dad but um we're just very different players okay um (laughs) and he Okay. I mean, we just butt heads. I mean, let's be honest. It's your dad. And so he obviously wants you to be perfect. And with a PGA background, even more so. And so, um, yeah, I just got to where I, I couldn't take it. And, you know, I didn't want that to like ruin or be a bad thing in our relationship together because golf is supposed to be something, you know, memorable for us. And that's where we bond. Right. And I just, I feel like, uh, you know, having that ruined at all. And, um, yeah. So then it was kind of like a mutual agreement between my dad and I, and he was like, yeah, go for it. Ask Robert. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> now it, it, se- it seems
0: like, uh, having you, uh, having you watch Robert, you know, give me some tips and kind of clean <laughs> yeah. some things up with my sweat, um, uh-huh. uh, he made me a believer, you know, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm a, I'm a true believer in how he teaches and how he communicates. Mm-hmm. And, Cause in a matter of, it was right. It was a matter of like 15, 20 minutes. He, oh, had, yeah. me, he had me, mm-hmm. he had me rotating better. He had me mm-hmm. finishing higher. He had me making uh better, you know, more. I was compressing the ball. It sounded great. And I was just like, dude, I, I hate you. Like,
1: yeah, it's annoying. Cause, it's you know- really annoying.
0: <laughs> Cause he knows what he's talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. And he just, yeah. And uh, like uh what was it? Like yesterday I was out there and he just uh I don't know if you saw, but like where he put the balls that uh that like tray. He was he just moved in. it was like now a, a tool. And I'm like, why have I never seen this? And he's like, Yeah, I don't know, y'all y'all are dumb. <laughs> he's like, Y'all y'all didn't know this was there for that reason? I'm like, no. <laughs> so,
0: he, so he's really good. I, I know firsthand. And he did, he he truly did work with me, you know, for 15, 20 minutes and clean gave me, he gave me a lot to ponder. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm about to leave to Vegas next week for a three-day tournament. And I'm like, dude, this is not what I need. My game was manageable. However, <laughs> however whack my swing was, my mm-hmm. game was manageable. And now he's got me like looking like, I'd like to look at my swing now. Now I'm filming right? myself, I'm, looking, uh-huh. I'm doing mirror work. And I'm just like, I'm like, dude, I look like a real golfer now
1: and and i told you like it's uh you you get that feeling and then you're like oh this doesn't compare to it this isn't it and then you just keep working for it he's he's the reason for that he yeah so it's a new obsession apparently
0: <laughs> so what what's your role or what's your job title there at Fort Sam
1: <laughs> so um i'm just a cart recreation aide basically you know I'm at the bottom, which is good. I see all aspects of the, uh, the golf course, and yeah. So I basically take a cart, I clean it, I wash it, I park it, I lock it, and then. Um, <laughs> but they did train me on pro shop, so I do to do that occasionally, which um, is more frustrating frustrating than you would think, um, especially with it being a military golf course. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, but it's fun. I love it. Craziest thing you've seen
0: and your time working on the course.
1: Um, so as the cart person, I have to go... If there's, you know, any problem on the course, I, I technically am the first to go out there, um, depending on on the problem. And number four, on Salado, you go down uh, a really steep dog right um, like path, bridge, kind of. It leads to a bridge. And somebody uh, apparently when they were going to the bridge or they were on the bridge, I don't know what happened. They turned, I don't know how this is possible physically after seeing pictures, but they uh, crashed their cart into a ditch and uh, I had to go out there and look at it and take pictures. And it was just like, I, I didn't understand how it was able to get turned at like this certain angle. It was almost like, here's the like ditch and it like skids sideways, which I don't know how that's possible, but apparently it is. Um, <laughs> so I still got pictures as proof. That was definitely crazy.
0: Now uh, I got one, I got right here, Philippe Keynes, strangest thing you found in a cart? <sighs> <Strangest. laughs> that's a good question. I was like, that's- It really one.
1: is. Um, <laughs> that is hard. Um, Cause at that point I just throw it away. <laughs> I know, wait,
0: um, well, see, I'm a I'm a scavenger, like so. I'm like I, one of these, I, yeah. I'm so I'm like one of these people that, as I'm walking past the golf carts, I'd like to look and see. Oh, this I is have found one, a is there probably well, one in that yeah. little case or there's okay, there okay golf
1: balls? Yes, yeah. I definitely have gotten like a shag bag now just from working there. Um, it's like the other day somebody left like a whole sleeve of brand new Pro V ones, and I'm like, well, they're not coming back. I'll just keep them if they you know don't want to come back. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times we'll have stuff like lost and found and sunglasses and, you know, they're probably not worth it to the person to like drive all the way back or whatever. So I get a free pair of sunglasses and, uh, the weirdest thing there's been, uh, oh, one of my, a good member that always plays there, he left his hearing aid in there, which is just <laughs> odd to find. And it's like I think you need this. I'm <laughs> not quite sure.
0: That's <laughs> That's a that's a good one. That's that's a good one. <laughs> now, yeah. as as throughout your time there, have you ever had an issue with since it is a military base, have you ever had issues with some of the members there just like giving you crap or giving you a hard time because you are a young girl in a, for the most part like a male. I mean, this is a military base, you yeah. know, this is a military base. Have they given you a hard time or has uh I guess do a lot of people know you there because of your dad or, or what?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, definitely with the dad part, Um, they obviously were it got around soon. And uh, I feel like and a lot of who I work with, you know, they're middle age, been working there for 30 years. And um, I think it was nice for them because they were like, ah, oh, a young person, like they can do some more work or whatever. And then they're like, oh, she's a girl. And uh, they're like, okay. And, um, but with the members, I mean, they're so nice to me. And like, I think that's a big reason why I just love working there. Um, I obviously, you know, I don't get paid that much, but the people are there are are wonderful and the golf, um, and they basically treat me like I was their, you know, their daughter or their granddaughter. And, um, they're, they're more on my side and they're like, don't work her too hard. You know, like (laughs) I spend a lot of time just talking to people. So (laughs) Right, I think you're
0: muted. <laughs> there you go. Like I told like I told Robert uh, once w- when we were done speaking you and I were done speaking. Mm-hmm. I said, "Man, for an 18-year-old uh young girl, I said, "Man, she's she's very she's very well spoken. She could carry a conversation <laughs> because I was just like, you know what? I was like, I had to I had to meet with you before I said, "I don't know." I said, right, i don't right, know right. to work. I know a lot of high school kids and I'm just like, they're not very well polished, but I'm going to tell you, you know, it seems like, it seems like, you know, you come, you do come from a good background, a good family, and it, you are very well, very well polished and you carry you yourself, do. you carry yourself very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really think I was putting a lot better than you were that day when we were on the putting green. I just. I, just I mean, i to oh tonight.
1: <laughs> it's been uh that's definitely been what I'm working on right now.
0: <laughs> well, now, in, let's in, just say
1: I was distracted and try to, that's true. Right.
0: That's true. Yeah. Cause normally you don't mm. talk while you're putting, right? You really don't, or people don't talk while you're putting. <laughs> now a good thing is that you do have a lot of free golf when you're working out the course.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I said, depending on the day, if it's, um, you know, kind of laid back or it's, you know, not good weather, like I will definitely have a lot of free time to just go chip around like, you know, number nine is right next to the cart barn. So, you know, I'll just have my wedge there and while I'm waiting for carts. Because I mean, my job when the you know, the carts kind of come in waves. So sometimes you're not you know, you're just waiting. And uh so I'll be on number nine just chipping or working on bunkers or just putting. Um, yeah, or I'll be in the pro shop talking to Robber about my swing and just um I found a lot of ways to just practice and you know, uh, or I'll do homework like that was a big thing is, uh, you know, I work pretty much weekends and now a, a few days during the week. So, um, you know, keeping up with my schoolwork, I'll, I'll do some of that and I'll go inside, hook my laptop up and just chill and uh, get some work done.
0: Now, through your time on the golf course, one thing that really mm-hmm. kind of drew me to you outside of Robert being your coach is that I saw that for your training, you were doing some Mach three tra- training out at uh out at Michael Roman Romanowski's place yeah. with Jeff Young and Sarah White. Mm-hmm. I got right here, you can't see the name, but I got Jeff Young with a thumbs up uh, and in a, in a, in a pound. a right pound. Uh-huh. Uh, so how is it working with Mach three and with those guys out there?
1: Oh is uh definitely new for me uh, obviously had never done any speed related training before. And, uh, just, you know, realizing you have muscles that, uh, you can use (laughs) was, uh, really good. And, uh, (laughs) and especially like the row tag. Oh my gosh, I love that stuff. It'll, it'll stretch you more than, uh, you ever thought was physically possible for yourself. And, uh, I mean, I definitely saw the results soon after, um, and they definitely reflected in my, my swing. i uh, that was probably my, I would say my best, uh, year peak of, of golf at that point. Cause I was actually leading up to a, uh, a golf tryout for, um, my college coach where I now signed. And so, um, I was just trying to get, you know, some speed and, um, it was a good way to like have a workout and, and golf related, um, And, you know, I had teammates that went to Jeff and uh, went to the trainings and they said good things about it. I I'd heard it. I'd seen it on on social media and I wanted to give it a try. Robert and I talked about it and uh, I I liked having him there, too. And uh, we made it kind of a competition. So it was uh, really fun. And um, yeah, so I I really love it. I'm actually going to get started going back and kind of get some get some distance for college, hopefully.
0: Me too. I'm, I can't wait. It's just the the only class I can really take is five. their thirty a.m. class, and it makes it a little bit difficult, you know, having to take the kids to school and then oh, myself. Yeah. And so, uh, when the summer hits, when June hits, I'm going to be in there. I am going to be in there because I, I've only had, I've only gotten to take some classes here or there, but I I do tr- truly believe in what they're doing and what mm-hmm. they're selling, and especially now with everybody wants the distance. Every, everybody, everybody is like so hungry for the distance right now, especially we have Bryson, you know, even Rory oh, McIlroy, yeah. even, even Rory McIlroy said it the other day that he felt like he's gotten himself out of his game because he's chasing Bryson. He's chasing the distance.
1: Right. And, uh, kind of going off of that, um, uh, it, it was, it was nice having something that felt like you were working out. I mean, I would be so tired after it, um, just from swinging a driver and stretching and, and doing um you know just uh agility kind of drills and um it <laughs> from a person uh when i swing i like to control um my swing and so you know then just being like just let go relax and swing hard swing fast and i was like uh i will know where this ball is going I- I don't know how I feel about this. And, uh, so that, that really helped me mentally <laughs> just trusting my swing.
0: I, I, I totally agree with you. It's kind of trusting in, in what, because they do, they have some weird, some weird, crazy oh, yeah. design, <laughs> uh, designed, uh, apparatuses and, you know, materials and stuff, but they they truly get the results and they get the job done. And I know mm-hmm. Jeff pretty well. I constantly see him on the course. We're in the golf fellowship together. And mm-hmm. I mean, he can he can wail. I mean, he can Gosh. wail. And also he's a great guy. And so you yeah. really truly are working with good people. And, I'm, and especially I'm sure that helps as your instructor, because I'm sure a lot of people can say no, uh, when you're like a certain age, you can't gain speed, but it doesn't matter. Anybody that walks through their doors are constantly gaining speed.
1: And let's face it, like being five foot, like that's what I need. You know, I'm obviously not going to hit a growth spurt. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it it was was really nice. And then, like you said, you just get, I just got busy and uh, went and did that tryout. And, you know, it was great. Obviously, I signed with the college. So I think that definitely helped contribute to that.
0: So now tell us a bit, a bit about, being recruited or getting recruited, especially during a COVID time, which I know could make things a little bit difficult from what I'm hearing for, from a lot of student athletes that are trying to get recruited. And then even those that are in college, how did that make it a little bit maybe more difficult for you?
1: It was super, no, you're good. It was super frustrating, honestly, at first, because one, it's just, it's just a hard process to get going Um, you know, you gotta figure out what do I want? Where do I see myself? And then you're like, all right, well, who wants me? (laughs) And then, um, obviously I, kind of knew a location, which was kind of East coast is is where I was ideally looking. And then, you know, you, you narrow it down and there's also, you know, a mindset where like, I'll just kind of go with anybody that kind of, you know, what are they going to offer? Right. Um, and with COVID, being in effect they obviously a lot of a lot of uh players had another year of eligibility and it's like okay well i wanted to go to the school but they don't need any players their rosters already filled they have uh returning seniors and so it was just it was just frustrating kind of finding where what schools were available sending out the emails getting in, uh communicating because ncaa didn't allow um like you can't really meet in person, obviously. So that was kind of um, tricky. And uh, yeah, so when I went to North Carolina, I was actually on vacation. And then, um, you know, I had never been in contact with Queens. I I sent a couple emails, wasn't, you know, no luck. I didn't know where I wanted to go. Um, I had a few other options that, you know, were backup plans, but Queens ideally was uh, one of my top top, uh, two probably um and who was the other um i would i really wanted unc charlotte which was hard i mean that was d1 right there too which i mean technically it's like 15 minutes away so (laughs) um (laughs) uh so yeah but I, i had a school in um iowa that was uh ideally my second option um And then I had the Citadel, which is where my sister went, So, which is also a military college. So that was kind of the only thing I was like, "Um, I don't know. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, but with COVID, we obviously couldn't meet. She couldn't see me golf. So it was all, you know, virtual, like here's some golf swings. But then it's like, well, does she always swing like that? You know, it's it's not like she could see me in a tournament um, and see how I really – do under pressure and, um, who I am. And so I actually did get to, uh, thankfully meet her and just talk to her, which was, um, really great. It was just kind of a spontaneous thing. Like I said, I was on vacation and I was like, Hey, I just want to go down to the college to look at the campus and see how it is. And then I sent one like email and I was like, Hey, I'm here. I, you know, we haven't been in contact. And then she called me Then like driving down the road. And I was like, well, great. <laughs> And like, I couldn't get a tour or anything. And then she got me all hooked up with the school. So, yeah.
0: That's great. It kind of seems like it, maybe it was God's plan, you know? It, like, and
1: and uh, I'm really reflecting on it. I'm seeing signs that, yes, it is. Like, it, it's honestly kind of uh, funny. Like, my brother and sister both went to different colleges. One in Charleston, South Carolina. One in Charleston, West Virginia. And now I'm going to Charlotte. So, it's kind of the oddball, but still, still with the trend.
0: There you go. Yeah, it, yeah. Not, not the male side, but Charlotte you right. know, you know, yeah. version of the name now. Mm-hmm. In, <laughs> in, in, in speaking with you previously, uh, you stated to me that you hope to have like a, almost like a lifelong career in this game. Now I got, Oh, again, Philippa Keynes asked, uh, have you decided your major in college?
1: Yeah. So, um, Definitely along the business management uh, side, um, I'm thinking more maybe minoring in marketing. Um, I I like the creative aspect of that, while also being you know in the business uh, analytical analytical part. Um, and like I said, that's why I love working at the golf course and like seeing how things run. And um, I like you know success and uh, helping things be successful. So I think business is where my mind's at.
0: All right. Now in, in, in relation to your golf game, what is the biggest part of your game that you are constantly working on currently right now?
1: Um, right now would be, um, kind of mentally because, uh, and also my putting, (laughs) um, which my putting actually wasn't always a problem, which is why, you know, it, it gets to be, uh, one of your, uh, kind of, uh, one of your best parts of your, of your game and you kind of slack off practicing with it and then it becomes one of your worst. And so you're like, well, I guess I got to work at it again. And, uh, then, uh, with mental aspects, I mean, you know, you just kind of get, um, some bad breaks in some tournaments and you kind of get into a funk. And I think I'm definitely trying to get out of that, um, after high school season ended and, uh, yeah, and just, and just mentally preparing for college because that obviously is a whole new field, and um, it's like, all right, well, we kind of have to leave what's happened in the past with you know high school or junior tournaments and uh, really look uh, upwards to, to the new level.
0: Now tell me, how did your high school career finish?
1: Yeah, so um, definitely not the way I uh, wanted it to go. Um, <laughs> so we had, uh, well, first of all, a lot of our tournaments did get canceled just because, you know, COVID obviously is still a thing. And, uh, we were supposed to have a tra- one travel tournament, which we were so happy that got scheduled. And then, uh, about a month or two before they canceled it and said we can't leave San Antonio. So that was really sad. Um, and you know, that was, that was honestly a really good bonding, um, kind of trip for uh, us as a team. And so it was, it was really sad to not be able to do that. Um, and then going into some of our last tournaments were honestly, they just weren't the best tournaments because at that point, our coaches were trying to get us in whenever they could. Right. And so, I mean, I got put in some really JV kind of low tournaments, and it's just, you know, having a six hour round is just very frustrating because you're like, um, you know, you just lose mentally. You're like, not even there to play golf. You're like, I want this round to be over. This is taking forever. And then you just slack off and you end up not even shooting well when you should, you know, theoretically be winning. And uh, yeah, but going into districts and everything, we had a preview um, a couple weeks ago at a, uh, our districts was at BRAC and we had a preview about three days before district started. Um, it was the, that weekend before. And, you know, I played second, I played really great, uh, especially for the weather conditions. It was, it was kind of just windy and, you know, kind of uh, cloudy and everything. And um, I thought I, I thought I played great, especially because I wasn't feeling at my best going into the tournaments. I was at San Pedro every night, just trying to get a swing feeling um, going into it because that is probably the worst feeling in golf is not knowing your swing and what you're going to take. And um, so I just want to be sure of, of that. And yeah, so I, I ended up tying for second with a 72, 75. So about a, a three over, I guess, for the tournament. Um, and Yeah. So I felt really good going to districts and then districts came and we had that really big gust of wind that was there. And, you know, I shot 79, which really wasn't bad for the conditions. And, uh, that put me at like third, I guess, which, you know, that just tells you kind how, how it affected everyone. And going into my last day, it was just kind of sad because, uh, (laughs) you know, it, now reflecting about it, like I didn't have it in my head that that was going to be my last tournament for high school and with my team, and um, you know I started off good, and then you just kind of get to where you know ah, I missed that par putt, and then or I didn't make that up and down, and then um, it was funny because I actually played better in a, you know like 20 miles per hour wind than on a sunny clear day, <laughs> and uh, so I ended up shooting like 80, 86, um, and missing missing the cut for regionals, but. Um, you know, that, that last nine is where I should have, you know, picked myself up and mentally just kind of got into it. You know, the game wasn't over. Um, and it just felt like things weren't going right. And sometimes that happens, you know, that's golf for you. You know, you can play a perfect round. Like I lost a ball in a tree. How do you do that? I'm not saying it was a good swing, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. but you know, it could have been a lot better. <laughs> it was so, a yeah.
0: So how are you, how, how are you going to be able to, in the future, dig yourself out of these holes?
1: How do you well, think? I, like, um, I mean, honestly, you just gotta keep going. I mean, you, you just can't think about it that long after, you know, I'm blessed enough to be able to know that my golf career wasn't over at this point. Like I have a whole new um, journey ahead of me and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the way Robert and I kind of talked about it, you know, I was really heartbroken about it, obviously. Um, Just because I felt like everyone expected this from me and I expected it for myself. I mean, it was a goal of mine to, you know, be the Churchill kid that got out. Right. And not having that happen was really devastating, but it's, you know, that it's not the end for me. And I got, I know where to work on. Um, It was a good lesson learned. I feel like I finally experienced, an adrenaline rush because I wanted to win so bad or to get out, and you know sometimes you're like, "Whoa, like we still have to play." We, you know, calm down, <laughs> and uh, you just kind of get ahead of yourself, and um, that's that was the the issue.
0: Now, as a coach, you always say uh, you got to say some things. I always say a quote before every practice to my kids. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I always tell them, I want you to tell me how do you think it applies to you? Or I kind of ask them at the end of practice that they have to remember it. If not, they're doing some gassers, they're running, they're doing some suicide something. Yeah. right? And well, one of the things that, uh, one of the quotes I always tell them, I said, if even though you didn't, you lost the game, it, it's not a loss if you learn. And it seems like you needed to kind of have some of these failures so you can understand and be able to taste some of these successes. And I know that's something that's, that, like you said you got that adrenaline rush and you, you really need to put yourself into more of those situations like i remember in speaking with you you told me that one of the first times you played in the, uh-huh. the amateur city championship i guess you stepped on to the other uh, you stepped on the team box <laughs> with who who did you play
1: yeah so um my first time you know obviously wasn't as good of a golfer back then and city tournament and my dad goes yeah you're paired with the defending champion and I go great <laughs> and she, and Cameron like shout out to you because you were just so inspiring to watch and you know I follow her on you know UTSA right now and just seeing her journey and she is so chill and just so sweet and you know I I told you it's just so hard not to like her you're like oh, you know, <laughs> here I am struggling to make a bogey and she's made a 60-foot putt for a birdie, and I'm like, it's just so hard not to like you. Yeah. Well,
0: um, <laughs> well, well, so at that time, I guess, was she like the two-time defending champ or just the, the defending champ at that time? Yeah, so what? that
1: was her second, uh, second win because she ended up winning. <laughs> and then she went back the third year to win again, and then she won the women's recently. So, you know, she's obviously doing the right things. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so watching, playing with her, it was like, I want to be like that. I know what I got to do, um, and you know I feel like I worked really hard, and um, now I'm like playing with people just like her, and I'm like, yeah, I can I can compete with these people. It's you know just it's kind of eye opening.
0: And and that's great that's great to hear that because uh, she was a guest like you like yourself yeah. she was a, she was a guest on the show, and it, it's great to hear that. Not only are you hearing great things about it from their peer, uh, from their mm-hmm. golf instructors, from the people that are around them, but also their opponents. Now, did you have any big rival during your high school or during your uh, junior golf days? Did you have anybody that you just constantly wanted to beat? It's okay because I mean, remember, because once you put it, it's okay because once you put it on the internet, it's. Easy, it's, yeah. it's, it's I did too. For sure. I get you. Man, uh, biggest rival.
1: I feel like it was always changing just because, you know, you get better and they get better. And it's just like, you know, I, w- I wasn't worrying about this person and now I'm worrying about them. Uh, but as a, I would say as a high school team, our biggest rivals were Johnson and, um, and now it's Reagan, which Reagan, they just, they just won regionals and district. So they're on a roll to state and I'm, you know, it's really awesome watching them and, um, but Johnson was definitely our, our, our rival in terms of team. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because you're, you know, your friends outside of, you know, before that, that, uh, tea time. And then once you're on that tea box, it's like, um, you know, we're, we're enemies now, so can't really talk to you.
0: (laughs) Now I got right here from your coach. Yeah. Question (laughs) is Chick-fil-A a drug to you? Now, what does this have to do with it? I lo- Don't get me wrong. I love me some Chick-fil-A. Especially, I want Chick-fil-A, especially on Sundays.
1: Okay, that's pretty true. I do have a funny story about that. Um, um, so, yeah, Chick-fil-A is, like, honestly my favorite. That's what I get on every tournament. So get- it's,
0: okay, it it is it's so it's a good. drug.
1: yeah it's bad yeah um but the drug part comes from a tiktok i sent him because it just described me it was literally like a drug deal going out for a chick-fil-a order on a sunday like you said you crave it on sundays and uh yeah so he knows um chick-fil-a is my weak spot um <laughs> I get the same thing, same thing every time. And, you know, they what laugh at me. What is it? The um, number
0: one, the, the chicken No, series. I'm actually I'm,
1: like? actually, I'm chicken nuggets. Like I'm not really oh, a sandwich I
0: love it. person. I love, I I love, like I love a little chicken nugget, Me too, you, you know?
1: But the thing is like their barbecue sauce, oh, perfect. I dip my fries in it, like everything. I'm definitely that person to be like, I need like four of them.
0: Oh, I hate, I hate people like you. I do. I, I hate people like you. I
1: like a little chicken with my sauce.
0: Uh, <laughs> That is true. Yeah, right. Or it's yeah. the other way. So sweet the other way around? Too. Well, see, I'm not. I'm just. I'm an old. I'm an old school guy. I don't need any sauce. I need no sauce. I'm just. Yeah, I know because you know what? I grew up Chick Fil A. Like you're 18 years old. I'm 41 years old. So I grew <laughs> up Chick Fil A. Was a little bit different as I was growing up. One of my good buddies. Uh, his name is Ray Tapia, in Corpus that's Christi. True. That was when uh, Chick Fil A was just. It was weird. It was kind of just like very. Very generic, like the little C for Chick Fil A. It was oh, yeah. very, it was very weird. Like it was just they were just white and red, right? And so he was working there in high school, and he'd be like, "Hey man, come by, you know, whenever you're at the mall." And it was so funny because his manager was working there at the time. It was a very small place in Chick Fil A, mm. in the mall. And every time his manager would, he'd give me like an order. Every time he'd, he'd always tell me, "Hey, order like a kids meal, okay?" So I pay like two ninety nine or three bucks his manager would turn her back he would pull something off the line and stuff it in my bag right and i'm just like dude what's going on and then you know he'd just be like oh yeah whatever whatever the manager would turn her back again he'd take a thing of fries dump them in my bag
1: i just got you a whole a true happy meal (laughs) i was like for
0: real like he would fill up the whole bag full of nothing but fries for me. Oh my god! Then he would fill up another whole bag with nothing but the chicken nuggets.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, funny story, actually. My sister went to uh being in like the South and South Carolina. Obviously Chick-fil-A is like a started um I think in Georgia, honestly. Yeah, because uh we've been to the original one in Georgia. I'm a true lover, right? And uh, she went to uh, college with the grandson of the like founder of Chick Fil A, and I was like, "You marry him right now, because I need to be set up for life. You're set up for life. I'm set up for life. It's happy."
0: <laughs> that that is that's that is something good. I, I never happened, so you
1: know, I uh,
0: still oh, I hold knows? it against her. Who knows? There might be another great great grand something uh, later down yeah. the line.
1: Maybe I'll
0: find them. <laughs> now, now, that's right. Maybe they're in maybe Charlotte, right? Maybe is there another? Yeah. Really All right. Now, a little bit lighter side of golf. Uh, favorite golf movie?
1: Uh, growing up, my dad loved Caddyshack. So we always watched that, obviously. Um, I'm a Disney person. So I love The Greatest Game with Shiloh LaBeouf because, you know, Francis. it's Shiloh. Yeah. Francis. Francis, oh my gosh. He's, and that is such my person, like, mindset. And, uh, I, I just even watching it, like I watched it a couple of weeks ago on a uh, Disney plus and you know, when he hits that, like basically shank and he's just like, picks up the clubs and starts walking. Like, that's just how I play now. I'm like, he knows.
0: Okay. So tell me this, because as I've spoken with several, mm-hmm. several golfers that are obviously way better than me and that are going mm-hmm. into uh, the golf, the game of golf as their profession, mm-hmm. they, they always tell me, or they've told me on the regular is that like his mindset or how the, how the the director kind of directs the movie or from his point of view or his thought process or how he sees things. And even how Harold Varden kind of sees things during that movie, they said that's kind of how it is when you're out there on the course or when you need to get up and down, when you need to hit a shot Mm -hmm. or when you're in the woods, you need to fit that ball between, you know, the trees or something. Is that truly how it is when you're kind of zoned in or like you're really kind of blocking everything out?
1: Oh yeah. Depending on how you're playing, uh, there's definitely a zone. Um, and it's crazy. Like once you experience that, cause it's, it's really hard to describe and you're just, you're just so focused and, uh, you know, things are, are really going right for you. And, uh, and I can only imagine like for pros who, you know, make a living off of it. Um, you know, one wrong move and that's a couple thousand off of their <laughs> winnings. Um, so yeah, it, it, there's definitely a zone, and uh, it is. That's
0: why it's nice to watch these movies. I love it. That's that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite movies, golf movies to watch. it just yeah, just the that story. Just <laughs> the story. Yeah. Hey, Tim Cup is Texas. Tim Cup is Texas. Texas golf. Yes. I mean, it's it not. The, it's, 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 I think yeah, I think it's West Texas golf. It's not the golf that I'm used to. You know? <laughs> South Texas golf. All right. <laughs> uh favorite LG, a uh, favorite LPGA player.
1: Oh, Lydia Ko, by far, easy. Oh, you just saying that because you just won. No, That's no, why you're no, saying that. No, no, before. Because she's young. That's why you're saying that. She too. Is so. She's so cool. Um, but there are some like rising LPGAs that I've, I've started to really follow. Like um, Maria Fossey is. Uh, she's oh, kind of. She's, she's she's, she's a stud. yes. And like just I because I watched her in the um the college uh match play. And that's where I found her and just her aesthetic. Like, I feel like I just relate to her. Like, just being there. She kills me with, like, her aviators just just chilling. Right. Like, yeah, she, like, it's, like, like it's,
0: it's nothing. Kind of, it's kind of Phil Mickelson. Phil mm-hmm. It really is. Right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it it's just it's just too cool. Like said, I, I it's can't sun, wear yeah. It's too cool. I can't wear them. I got a fat <laughs> face. And so it makes my face look even more round. So I said, I have to wear boxy sunglasses to, like, you know, mm-hmm. my face isn't that round. You know? <laughs> Which really it is. All right. I got a good question right here. Uh, right here. Okay. This is from Jeff Young. Ask Liv if the guys made her change tees in their game once she started speed training. Ooh, that's a good question.
1: That is a good question. Tra- okay. Uh, so, <laughs> um, honestly, they may be changing before speed training as a, you know, because I inched my way back. And um, but once I got to speed training, they were like, yeah, you play these from now on every day. All the time, forever, <laughs> and um, it wasn't—it wasn't something I could I could go back on. Um, and then for high school, I actually started a—you uh, know—when some of my teammates weren't there, I would actually play with the guys a little bit from the tips, and I was like, "This actually isn't that bad."
0: Okay, any, I mean, yeah, it's longer, any, but you're any just taking gambling. A any gambling going on out there? Uh, not really. No. Uh, Maybe I don't for Chick
1: Fil A. No. <laughs> We do gamble for food. That is for sure. It's more of a, I buy you fly kind of thing.
0: Okay. Uh, That's fair. Pretty fair. Now i got a question right here. Uh, what is your thought process as you get ready to drive the ball?
1: My thought process. Um, like I said, from, especially from mock, like the faster you go, the straighter it's going to be. Um, Mm And I kind of like now. Now that I'm watching, you know, PGA more and in the pros, I mean, they don't care where the ball is going. They're speed. They're swinging fast and hard. And I, even if I go ob or something, I want them to be like, man, that was a fast swing. That was a good swing. And uh, so yeah, I you know take a practice swing, feel my positions, and then um, I really just go. I I try to think it's just like any other tee shot, you know even if it's not that great. Oh, well, I know what to do on the next, next hole.
0: Most memorable golf memory.
1: Um, it was my first, uh, um, playoff and I won it on a, with, with a birdie. I, right? and, uh, actually it was out for Sam. Um, so, you know, ideally I was like, man, I should win this. I work here. Right. And, uh, the girl I was playing with, um, she, she was really good. She kind of was at that same caliber as me. And so it was it was very even going into it. She actually eagled the last hole too tiny. And I was like, you can't complain with that because, I mean, you know. And so we go up to number one, and I'm like, first of all, I don't feel like playing another hole. <laughs> and so I was like, man, I just got to win this hole. And so we hit beautiful drives right, right down the center. And then um, uh, she – kind of windish um she hit a high shot and it basically got blown left went off the off the green and you know i knew she would have to make an up down if ideally if i got on what, what hole was this
0: number what one hole?
1: loma oh, well, of course okay loma uh, yeah hole one. Sam, Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay um so that, so and that, I, was the, was, that was
0: the playoff hole hole one
1: Yeah. yes because i mean we had finished uh oh, we yeah, started yeah. on 10 and so we finished okay. on nine and then they yeah. were like all right okay. yeah you, you're
0: right there that makes sense
1: but if, if we had tied, they were going to be like, all right, play number nine and then just keep going in a circle. Um, so I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. And so yeah,
0: just, why don't you just do that every time?
1: And yeah. Right. <laughs> and so I go into, it and I'm like, okay, Liv, um, you know, just swing normal. You play here every day. It's nothing new to you. Um, I had obviously the advantage. I knew how the greens worked. I knew where the break wasn't because, <laughs> It doesn't break, um, and so I stuck. Uh, I remember it so vividly. I stuck a six iron in just because it was into the wind. Um,
0: what was and, the yardage? What was the yardage you had up?
1: Um, it was probably like it was probably one thirty, but with the wind, one thirty-five. But with the wind, it was playing probably like one uh, forty-ish. Um, I would say, and I just, I just kind of hit a low pure shot, right? And those tend to obviously be my best. So <laughs> I stuck it within, a uh, like three, probably three feet of it, but I was on the high side. And so I was like, okay, well, I just, you know, at that point I just wanted to make the putt. I didn't care if it went past, if it, you know, if it would, you know, if the speed was off, I didn't care. I just want to make the putt. And she made a good chip. You know, she had, um, was still out. So she made her putt and she missed it. And I was like, uh, for, or no, she still had her putt for par, but, uh, um, she made it. And I said, okay, I have to make this to win. And I was like, I've, I've hit this putt God knows how many times before, and I need to make it right now. And sure enough, it was right in the center. And obviously with COVID, we had the little noodles and it just hit the noodle.
0: Okay, now okay, now getting to that. I mean you're you're you signed with Queen's University, so you're gonna be a collegiate golfer. You've played so many golf events, you, you work at a damn golf course. Now <laughs> what are the rules if somebody hits a putt or somebody's making a chip off of it and during this COVID time that mm-hmm. it goes in, hits that noodle, and goes out? What's the what's the call?
1: Uh at first it also depends on how the noodle is cut like if it's half yeah, it, the cut some are, high. High. Some are yes. high
0: and then some some are low yes. and then some are at an angle Some i'm like yeah like who cut this thing like a, a five-year-old
1: and and actually that happened at brack while we were in district uh our coaches had to like stop us and they were like they had to take the cup out and like redo it because i guess at brack they do a liner or something in the cup and it was like sticking up and they were like yeah the first like Three groups. They were missing like one foot putts because it it hit that thing and just bounced over the hole. Yeah, so they they basically had to give. Well, they I think they I hope they gave it to them because um I mean it was you could see it and so they they stopped us and they were like don't hit yet um but yeah at first it was a prestige prestige tour wanted them hold out and sitting there um which you know factored into your speed because you were like well. I can't you know, risk it bouncing out. Um, at the beginning of the junior tour, they they were like, if it hits the noodle and the noodle cost it, it wasn't like it hit the pin and bounced out and had nothing to do with the cup. Um, then it was considered hold. Um, and especially for chipping, I would say like where you're kind of getting that momentum and it has to hit it. I, I would count those, honestly. Like we, uh, I tend to
0: count those. We'll on see on values. Sunday. We were at Mission Del Lago. I'm hmm. sure you've played Mission Del Lago. I have not. What? No, no way! Oh, you haven't lived. No, I'm just okay. playing. <laughs> so we're at Mission Del Lago, and it's it's a one of the Alamo City Golf Trail courses. Okay. Yeah. And we are on the front. I think it's hole five. I think it's, I believe it's hole five. Yes, hole five. It's a part three, and it was playing at about I'd say about 165 out. Well, my buddy puts one right I mean right has the right on the number right on the line. it mm-hmm. bounces like I say two feet before the hole goes in the hole. it's like it almost sent, seemed like a second and then it comes back out. And we're like, no way we're like dude it was because of the noodles but they didn't have the noodle what they had was they had that little pvc oh pipe. The
1: pvc oh that's so weird
0: because at, at least the noodle will at least cushion some of that impact
1: yeah
0: right and then in that pvc pipe it's that's just like hitting plastic. the stick. yeah it is it <laughs> is and, and you know what and that that really stinks now for me having to constantly leave the stick in during this COVID time i do not feel comfortable pulling the flag oh, out when you're at certain, certain <laughs> courses and i'm like uh and I, and I hate it when everybody else oh boom just pulls out like nothing i remember the first time they I, did that and i'm just like oh, can you can you do that
1: yeah can and i always that? feel rude because i'm like i forget to ask like do you need it tended and i'm like just standing there and i'm like, like oh, oh what do you want <laughs> and I'm like can you pull
0: it? And i'm like oh sorry i know and you feel you feel like the jerk you're like uh
1: or, or me, when they me, want me, it pulled, me, me, but me. you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm like, I don't
0: want to touch it. I don't, don't want to touch, <laughs> touch
1: it. And like, yeah, and I'm t- It's definitely been, uh, especially the last tournament, they, they kind of implemented that. And mainly because it got so frustrating because at uh, Brag, like everything kept hitting. The- I remember uh, a girl I was playing with, God bless her, she was missing everything because of the flag stick. So she finally was so mad, she like ripped it out. And we were like, are we allowed to do that? Um, <laughs> Well, see that that happened
0: to me, that happened to me at at Fair Oaks Country Club, and mm-hmm. I was playing there with my insurance agent. I really love my insurance agent because not only is he a State Farm agent, I, I love him. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, once a month he likes to take me out for a customer appreciation round and i'm like this is the only reason you're still my insurance agent is because of these customer appreciation rounds and he takes me to he takes me to like lakantara he takes me to uh you know uh his course which is uh, fair oaks country club and so i'm like okay you keep giving me these rounds these customer appreciation rounds you know you're going to continually have my business right mm-hmm. well well as we're there at fair oaks and again i'm used to like hey just Hitting, hitting the putt, you know, fast and firm, and counting on that backboard to, hey, hit, and bring the ball back in. Well, I guess that it's a different type of, of aluminum or metal or hard plastic, and so it's the kind where it truly reflects off <laughs> yeah. of, yeah, like of ricochets, of, yeah, ricochets instead of it kind mm-hmm. of just being like a backboard or deading the putt, right? And I am missing just putts left and right, and it just. It, it it makes me, it made me sick. It made me sick.
1: Yeah. And I'm oh, so get to you mentally. You're just, oh.
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, what's your go-to club?
1: Mm, yeah. I go-to club. Probably, I love my 56, um, just because that's, especially like chipping and stuff. That's like, I just, I know all the sh- the shots I can create off of it. But if I just had to pick any, probably like uh, my nine or my four iron actually, lately it's been my four iron. I don't
0: know why. Four just, iron, damn. That's, right, that's I know. A, that's a, not a club. I can tell you yeah. where my four iron is. My four iron's in the corner over here in my room. Just, I, I, I put it in the round for, I put it in the bag for one day. I had one good shot, yeah. one bad shot. It's back out again. It's Love it. oh my God. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see right here. Do you have a favorite, my wife gave me this question for my guest, and I love it, but sometimes I don't ask it. Sometimes I don't ask it. What's your go-to, uh, Tiger Sunday outfit? Like what's your, your Sunday, you know, Hey, Tiger's got the black pants, red shirt, you know, the, the blood red, yeah. what's your yeah. go-to?
1: It's honestly, well, hmm. it's been changing obviously just cause you get new stuff. <laughs> um, I I never okay honestly I've never been like really into the girly golf skirts and stuff but ever since being in high school and my teammates they introduced me to like the lululemon skirts and I'm obsessed just because they're so comfortable and like just they're awesome and uh so I'll probably wear one of those with like um I I tend to wear like blues that's probably my favorite color to wear um well, and then, and then, and then, I, and then that. I
0: did see I did see the 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 school that you're going to. I, I yeah, saw that. It's blue, yeah, blue, right? It's blue, yeah. I saw that. It is, I guess, is it is it Bulldogs, right? Is that what they are? Uh,
1: what are they? They're the Royals, so they're lions. The Royals.
0: It's it's. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. But
1: actually, like navy blue is my favorite, and my sister's school was my sister's school. Actually, was the Bulldogs, and they were blue, navy blue, and white, and everything. And so I, I stuck with that theme apparently. Um, See the school. Yeah. I te-
0: the school I teach at is our our school colors are royal blue and red, and I'm just so thankful huh. because the school I was at before our colors were gold and purple, and I'm just like I hate LSU. And then the, yeah. then the freaking <laughs> athletic director I worked for he preferred the gold, and it was like a yellow gold more than the purple. So like a lot of things were in yellow accented with purple, and I'm just like, why don't we make it mostly purple accented yeah. with gold? You know, yeah. Like,
1: and queens that. Kind of has that like it's just kind of a minor school color but it, it is supposed to be gold and it's it's more of a champagne kind of color but uh it, it looks nice favorite
0: <laughs> favorite course here in the south texas san
1: antonio area um if i had a if just nice course it'd probably be the Cory i just loved it i thought it was so beautiful and um, you know, the, it's just so well well taken care of. Um, I haven't been back since they've worked on it, but it's um, very also, scenic.
0: It's very yeah,
1: scenic. Oh my gosh! And and Robert actually took me to this this restaurant. Salada is like right on it. Oh, um, that's a good place too. And like you can just sit there and watch people chunk their shots and people watch, and it, it's so <laughs> fun. It's like the best thing ever. It's like you're watching TV right there. Um, you,
0: you probably saw me. Then, I'm going, I I I look oh, right by the quarry, and so. I've chunked a few out
1: there. <laughs> Haven't we all honestly. Um, And, uh, but if I had to play any, uh any day, it would probably be Brack um, through the good and the bad memories there. I just, it's just such a good course. I, I love Brack. It's such a
0: charming yeah. course. And it really is. And I think I've, I've, I've said this to other people that have stated that Brackenridge golf course here in San Antonio, uh right in the downtown area is one of their favorite courses. It's just, it's got a lot of charm and you kind of feel like the, the spirits, you know, like you feel like that old, that old school, oh, box. Yeah. especially looking at uh, the clubhouse, the little starter box, you know, like you kind of feel like you get those little, those feels and vibes that, you know, the ghost of like, you know, ghost of golf pastor there.
1: Yeah. And like, it, there's just so many funny memories. Like I was in a, in a swing for the cure tournament and like you have a, uh, the new um, shake shack right there at the corner and so during a, uh, a round, this this dad who was uh, the dad of uh, another girl I was playing with, he jumped the fence, went and got shake shack for us. It was like just so nonchalant and funny. And you know? I was like, "Thanks." And then <laughs> um, one of my teammates, uh, when I was a sophomore, she was a, a senior, and her dad is the owner of well, they're the founder of Belden um, Roofing Company. And they had a big billboard sign that you could see right off of the highway on fourteen. I'm like, that's my teammate. And but now they don't have it, so it's kind of sad. And they're doing all the work on the highways.
0: Oh, okay. Who are you playing your last round of golf with?
1: Like anybody. Uh, That's tough. It would have to be okay. Definitely Rory. I love Rory. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah, just that would be like so I'd be so nervous, honestly. (laughs) And uh, I would love to play with Phil just because he's such like a mood, you know, like he's just so casual. He would be he would be fun just to have a conversation with. You got to go with like Arnold Palmer, obviously, or, or, you know, one of the legends.
0: Now, do you have any questions for me?
1: No, I'm good. I mean, I, so you, you said you got that lesson. Obviously, um, uh, how di- how did you play? <laughs> like, do you felt like it was better? Well, it just—I'm
0: sure you know everything. It's funny because when when I go to when I go to uh, or I, I listen to people speak, especially like Mike with mm-hmm. uh, with Mike with Mach Three they They always talk about muscle memory not being a real thing. That's one thing that you know you're all you're you're constantly taught as you grow up as an athlete, and you hear from your coaches, oh, muscle memory, muscle memory. Uh, I went to this basketball camp when I was in high school, and the coach told us that, hey, if you're just doing what we did for five days, it's not enough. You have to go out and do it for nine more straight days because they stated to me that if you did something fourteen days in a row, it not only, it becomes a habit, right?
1: Right, yeah.
0: And so they would say, oh, the muscle memory, your muscles need to remember the skill or the technique or whatever. And then I hear sometimes, and I don't know if I'm quoting it right, I hear there's no such thing as muscle memory. And I'm I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I was like, this is all I know, I'm a coach. I constantly say this as a coach. I, I constantly I constantly say muscle memory. And so I feel like as I get more comfortable with the swing, because what Robert did for me is that he he what what did he do i guess he got me more upright or what or yeah, what he just, he...
1: he just got you more on plane uh you're just my
0: swing plane right yeah yeah
1: yeah and he made it more like he made it more like unique to like physically to you which credits to him he's just no, he's so the, good at it it's no, no,
0: he, he, he's awesome <laughs> he's awesome and, and again I, I'm I'm a total believer that if people haven't had instruction before and don't be too proud like I think that's one of the things i've interviewed I've interviewed so many golf pros on here and they're like yeah come see me come see me and I'm like this yeah no no but but I'm gonna tell you Robert really made it a lot easier cuz i think on the other, the only other pro that i that i've had on the show and that i've kind of spoke to and had him kind of check on my swing was ray garza out of on par golf in mission mm-hmm. De Lago. and it seems like all the great instructors they just have a way of relating the information to you and the yeah, techniques and it, and it just you can tell like like robert like uh my my friend ray garza uh like i had uh the gentleman out of, out of Briggs, uh, Trevor Salzman. I had Dave Roberts on here. Um, I had, uh, Carlos Brown. He's out of Academy in, in Irving, uh, in Irving, Texas. I've had Christy Gano on here. I have Arnie Martinez, uh, the head coach at our lady of Lake university. And you just kind of see that, that it's, it's just about how you're able to communicate and relate that information.
1: Yeah. And I definitely agree, especially with my dad being my coach, you know, just, I wasn't picking up what he was, he was putting down. And um, it's just like, you know, then you have Robert explain it. It's like, that's simple. Okay. (laughs) You know, don't ask questions, just do it. And I'm like, all right. That's it. I mean, even now I'm still working on like the same things from the very first lesson. It's like, let's just remember our routine and the basics. And um, you know, obviously you just build off from there.
0: And so, and so in, in what Robert taught me, I feel like it's going really well. I'm feeling more confident because that's when it's kind of like when you, when you go to a doctor, when you're having a problem or when do you go right. to a dentist, when a tooth's hurting you or something. Right. And so that's, I asked Robert, I said, Hey, you know, it, it was really convenient because after we spoke and I said, well, Robert, you're here. Could you check out my swing? And, uh-huh. and I feel like he gave me something to work on and that I can kind of fix on my own and kind of make yeah. my corrections. Now, the last thing, um, what is probably the hardest thing that you've had to overcome to get to where you're at, uh, you know, a, a college signee, you're going to do what you love to do. What has been the most difficult thing that for our listeners, for our viewers that you want them to know that you had to deal with?
1: Um, I think, I mean, uh, honestly, like believing in myself, I think it, it it's different hearing that, you know, others believe in you and you're like, well, thanks. And then, you know, with, with certain, you know, situations, like, like I said, I've split household and, you know, that's a very relatable thing, I, I, I suppose. And so I just kind of had to take that into consideration, especially, you know, what, with what I could do and what I couldn't do and where I was, um, you know, house and, um, just putting in the work um, I feel like that goes a lot further than, you know, uh, some results would, uh, would show obviously. And that that definitely is the frustrating part of golf is um, putting in the work and not, and not seeing it pay off, but you know, it's there and it's just, it's just gotta be patient sometimes.
0: Now, I really wanna thank you for being on the show. Uh, I'm super excited for what your career has in store. Mm -hmm. We're gonna, um, I've been a big fan of yours and uh, I'm glad that uh, all the positives that I heard from everybody is, you know, Mm -hmm. like that it's legit, (laughs) you know, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best in your college career and what you do uh, in between, you know, in the summertime, upcoming summer and going into your college career. Mm -hmm. Really thank uh, Olivia for being on the show. She's such a great kid. A great student athlete, and I know she's going to do some great things in this game of golf and in life. I wish her nothing but the best uh, going on to Queens University in Charlotte, and uh, she's really been an inspiration for others around her. And so I'm super thankful. If you want to see Robert Vasquez, her coach, or uh, please, I will include his stuff in the show notes. Or if you're interested in seeing Jeff or Mike or Sarah White out at. Uh, Mach 3 here in San Antonio, Texas. The sweet, the sping, uh, the, the speed swing brewers, uh, they're great people. Uh, please, I will include their stuff. You're more than welcome to reach out to them or if you need help from me, I will reach out to them for you as well. Now, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Please click like, subscribe, follow, uh, rate, review. I'm on iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, Please check out www.nothingobgolf.com. I want to thank, once again, my sponsor, Michael A. Aguirre. For any financial advising needs, please contact him at www.michael-aguirre.com. So thankful for all my viewers, uh, all my supporters. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is OB.